this is the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. I'm Liz. And I'm Ashley. Together, we have been making money online collectively for over 10 years. Our mission is to help you start, learn, and grow a reselling business and to inspire you to turn your paycheck into a daycheck. The world is changing and we want to help you change with it. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Today's episode was inspired by a phone call I had with my friend, Erin, and her mom, Vicki. They are huge fans of the podcast. You're listening, which I know you definitely are listening, or you're watching on YouTube. Shout out to Erin and Vicki. They are going to start reselling, and I'm really excited to help them with their journey. They're just starting, and they had so many good questions that it really inspired me to do this episode. So one of the questions was, is there a way to set the filter on eBay to only show sold comps? So that made me think, well, really important to check sold comps, and it's really important to check listed comps. So today's episode is going to be, why is it important to check listed and sold comps on eBay. And hopefully if you're listening and just starting out and wanting to sell on eBay, this will help clarify why it is really important to do both. One reason why it's really important to check out both of these uh, data points is that if you're only looking at solds, and to be clear, there is a way to set your filters to see only sold comps on eBay. And that's, that's great and all. And I know some people do that, but you're really only getting half the picture. One of the great parts about eBay is that they they have a ton of data. And when you search for an item that you're trying to look up, you know, the sold comps on, it's going to show you the listed items first. And then you're going to filter over to the sold and completed items to see what the sold prices were and like the dates of those items. You want to check out the listed items first because that is going to tell you how many, of course, of this specific item are listed currently. So if you have, you know, 300 of these items listed and only 10 of them are sold when you filter over to sold and completed, you know, that's not a great salter rate. And um, I'm going to let Liz talk a little bit more about an uh, example that she pulled up just for this episode. So sell-through rate is how fast is an item selling on eBay? And that is great that they do give us that data. So if you were only searching the sold items, you have no idea how many are listed. You don't know how fast that particular item is selling. So I actually searched women's Merrill hiking boots, size eight. There were 247 used pairs listed. And then when I checked and filtered through the sold and completed, it was 119 that have sold. So out of 247 listings, I'm going to assume that about half of them are selling within the 90 days on eBay. So the data is the 90 days. So I will assume, okay, well, I do have a pretty good chance of those items selling. You would want to calculate your sell-through rate. So you take the solds and you divide it by the listings. So that's kind of where I got the idea of, okay, well, about 50% of these items listed are going to sell. So then you have to determine, okay, are you willing to wait longer than the 90 days? Do you want to try to move inventory quicker? And that is also what's called your buying criteria. Like, would you buy that item knowing that it might not sell for more than 90 days? Like, what is that data telling you? And that's why it is important to look at listed versus sold. All right. So reselling is always changing. Even since we've started doing episodes for this podcast, so much stuff has changed in this 
community, where you're, you're buying items from, what to buy to resell, items that you bought last year might not be selling now. I know that, you know, especially um, when I was doing retail and online arbitrage more than I am now, there were really, really hot and popular items. And I see those when I'm out at like Target and Walmart and Walgreens and places like that now. And I'm like, oh, you guys should grab them. But, you know, you always have to check to make sure that it's not oversaturated. Let's take those Coca Melon dolls that we always refer back to as a perfect example of this. So, you know, back in, it was like, I think it was 2020, it must have been 2020, like Christmas 2020 or right around then, that Coca Melon JJ musical bedtime sleepy doll or whatever, he was so popular and you couldn't find him anywhere. And everyone was like losing their minds over this doll. And, um, you know, it was it had a really good sell through rate. As soon as we would list them, they were pretty much selling. We were getting crazy offers on them. Um, and I I couldn't keep them in stock. The more I found, the more I was able to sell, and they were just I was just blowing through them. I found a bunch of them at one store. Um, I just kind of happened to be able to, you know, find them um through some connections that I had made and I purchased a, a bunch of them and I sold through, I would say probably like 65, 70% of those dolls. And then all of a sudden, it, the sales just stopped. It just plummeted. I wasn't getting offers. I was getting um, a lot of like, if I was getting an offer, I was getting a low ball. Um, well, what I thought was a low ball anyway is checking comps after, I mean, this was probably after a month and a half, maybe two months of selling them pretty consistently. Checking comps again, I sold that the listed amount had gone through the roof. It had, I mean, just skyrocketed. The company had upped their production. Like they were very readily available after that. So, um, they weren't selling for me as well. And I had to, you know, kind of liquidate them and figure out, you know, what I was going to do with them. So I wasn't stuck hanging on to them. So I did hang on to one of them. The doll's actually in my parents' basement right now. Thanks, mom and dad. But we figured like it's going to be something really funny to like look back on at some point over the years. And it, it still cracks me up when I go down there and I see this creepy little doll staring back at me on the shelf. But, you know, maybe like, their grandkids or nieces, nephews, whoever will want to play with it someday. Or who knows, maybe it'll end up being like one of those vintage collector toys, you know, with a little bit of a history. We'll see. Or it could end up like Beanie Babies. Who knows? Yeah. And your story then kind of ties into like the next thing that we want to mention. So when you buy an item, it is not guaranteed to sell. But by checking the items listed versus sold comps, it gives you a good idea of the sell-through rate how much an item is selling for, and it helps you make better buying decisions. But it also is really important that you're not just picking up the same items over and over again, that every once in a while, like if you're out at a thrift store and you find a certain brand, look that item up again, because you could be in the position where Ashley was, where that seller rate was, they were flying off the shelf, there was a huge demand and not a lot of supply, and then it flip-flopped. Now there's a lot of supply and not a big demand for them. So that's how reselling is. It's constantly changing, but just making sure that you're doing things like checking listed and sold comps, that's going to help you make a better buying decision. And hopefully that will help you get better sales. Because I think some of the items that I look back on and why they were sitting so long, they just were not good items to buy. I wasn't double checking and looking them up. And I think that's why they were sitting so long. So that's just a mistake not to make. So that is one way to look up items. 
eBay does offer another kind of research tool. It's called Terapeak. I believe you only get it if you have a store. So you have to pay for an eBay store. I don't use it that often. Every once in a while, I'll go in to see like what is selling and how people like keyworded their listings. So maybe if I was looking for or listing the Merrill hiking boots, I would put Merrill hiking boots in Terapeak search and it will show me all the items that have sold. So that's another strategy. Um, I just don't use it that much. Uh, Maybe somebody who is listening that follows podcasts uh, uses Terapeak. I think somebody does it in our Facebook group. I feel like somebody had mentioned that when we were talking about tools to use. Uh, But for me personally, just not a tool that I use. I would rather go off of the listed and sold comps. Once again, thank you, Aaron and Vicki, for that question. If you guys ever have questions about reselling, Make sure that you reach out to us. You can reach out to us on Instagram or email us, or even if you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment down below. And we love to answer questions that everyone has because it it's hard for us sometimes because it's been so long since we were beginner resellers and so much has changed. And I like to get reminded of like what questions do people have when they start? So if you definitely have questions, if you're just starting to resell, make sure you reach out to us. All right, guys, that's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to the Paycheck to Daycheck Reselling Podcast. Anything we mentioned in this episode will be linked down below in the show notes or description down below. Be sure to share this episode with anyone you think it will help and follow us on social media at P2D Podcast. Thanks again for listening. Keep working towards that day